The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Back to talking backwards. This is season two, episode three, or episode ten total. Then behind glass, yes, Tyler. It's yes, true. it is. It's true. But it's like our fifteenth episode of. Yeah, but with the the series, episode ten as a whole, season two, episode three. It's like a a star date. Just, just take it. Just accept it. Take it. Just live this life. Just ride this dragon. All right. Uh, a lot happens this episode. Sure does. Yeah, let's let's dive right in. I do want to say first off, Tyler. Out of these three, what is your out favorite of brand? The first three episodes. No, what is your favorite new character in the town of Twin Peaks? Jean Renault, Harold Smith, or Dick Tremaine? <laughs> All three introduced in this episode. Mm-hmm. It would have to be. Martin Short, because <laughs> because the other two are stupid, and so is Martin Short. But but of the three, yeah, he's, he's your favorite. He's by default. He's the only one that's not right. You don't nuts. want you don't want to con- well, nah. well, <laughs> debatable. Well, no, he seems perfect. He won't leave. Perfectly <laughs> pleasant. House. Because he can't. Which reminds me of the time that James couldn't go for coffee. Can't do it. I can't. Buy a coffee. Can't do it. Oh yeah. So, Martin Short, for sure. All right. Yeah, the other guys have chosen to be the way they are, and he's the only guy who actually has a like mental condition that keeps him from being social. So he could be forgiven for that. Yes. Yes. I would like to say, before we deep dive in, this episode was directed by Leslie Linka Glatter. You're and very who familiar. is she related to? No, you know who she is. She played one of your fer- favorite characters last season. Waldo? Well, she, was the, she was the hunchbacked seamstress. Good luck, honey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she directed this episode. <laughs> Little fun fact that for you there. Fun fact. <laughs> that <Yeah>. is <laughs> bizarre. When does she come back? That, that's how she ties in. Okay. Yep. Hmm. All right. Good note. Yeah, man. We're gonna jump right in. <laughs> Ronette. Ronette's <coughs> freaking out. Ronette is freaking out. She has seen a picture of Bob, and that has just ruined her life. So I thought that was picking up right where we left off, but it wasn't. Am I correct? Where did we leave off? Please refresh my memory. 
with her being shown the pictures. Well, oh. that's where we left her. Le- left her. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what yeah. I'm meaning. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe after her first fit, this yeah, is I think this is a second one because middle they, of the night kind of because they show them showing up. Right. Like, well, Truman's well, already in there. Yeah, Harry's there. Right, which is why I thought yeah. he's probably been called but already. Coop and Albert and he was show just the first up. One on Coop's the like in his coat. Yeah, he, so he's been gone. Yeah. But then they yeah. say that she's been on a 24-hour watch. Yeah. Or something. Well, she's probably a danger to herself and others. Right. So. I've seen no signs of. No. Well, they're having to get her back into the bed, so she has broken out and you know taken off, and they've gotten her back into her room. Yeah. Trying to sedate her. But yeah, she's just triggered, I think is the word. Yeah. Well, so is this where, I don't know why he didn't get this before. This is where he got the letter under her fingernail? I don't think it was there before. Because he mentions that. Yeah, because he, he looks for yeah. it. While she's conscious, he mm, has her yes. pretty much brace while he mm-hmm. <laughs> digs this letter well, no, out they, from her fingernail. Truman says they just sedated her. Mm-hmm. So she's like. But she's conscious because he. He right, says, but like she's staying in there. I feel like it would would have hurt more. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Coop. I guess in the first episode looked at her fingernail. That's the first place he looked. Yeah, in season one, in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this just happened within the past twenty four hours. Right. So Got that's it. and it is a another piece of paper with the letter. B. B. Mm-hmm. After he finds this is when Cooper decides to tell Harry and Albert about his visit from the giant. Yep. And she decides to bring it up here. Yeah. So is this a is this before they've gotten the diagram on the blackboard? This, yeah. is, this is just in the hallway, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. So he mentions having been visited by the giant and that he was given the three clues and tells him kind of how those have played out. <laughs> and Albert just responds, in relation to the dwarf? Which... I don't like the fact that he says a giant because if a person has no idea what you're talking about, they're going to think of like some 30 foot like girthy man. Um, but I mean, I feel like it would have been easier and more more easy for them to grasp if he just said a tall man, a very tall man. Yeah. But why does he... Has he been, did he say, I'm the giant man? Or is he just calling no. him the giant? Just He's calling just calling him, him the man. giant, yeah. yeah. That's the same as calling the man from another place a short a short man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not calling him the man from the other place. Or calling him a dwarf. He, he did call him the man from another place. But oh, he, that's right. He did say that once. Yeah. Um, he, I think he mentioned that he was, I think he actually used the term midget the first time. Yeah. That he was dancing. And then has called him the man from another place since then. Right. That he hasn't even popped up since right. then. Right. It'd be like saying a short, just calling him a short man. Mm. The guy is a giant, so he describes him as such. And uh, there's that. I think that's just a term, especially, and maybe moving more so back then, of pretty much, I don't know if people used to call anyone over seven feet tall giants. I mean, look at like Andre the Giant. That's what mm. I think of. It adds that level of mysticism. So it's like a right, tall man. He's is trying just a tall to tell man. people something and have them believe him. Right. But he is also describing somebody who visited him in a dream. Who took his ring. It wasn't yeah. a dream. So this this dreamlike spirit is perceived as a giant. Because if it was just... I'm right. Move on. Okay. 
I'm saying if it was some tall guy that actually came to his room physically in the real world, but he did knocked on his door, he would he just took say, his ring. Hey, a very tall man came and stole my ring. He's a thief, and we need to find him and catch him and get my property back. Have you seen this man? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really long <laughs> story. <laughs> That'd be great. That explains that, and uh, we're all right in our own way. So everything's great. There are no wrong answers in Twin Peaks, except for the ones that are. There are actually few answers, period. <laughs> <laughs> there are no answers in Twin Peaks. Perfect. Yep. So right after uh, Albert asks about uh, the giant being in relation to the dwarf, he we get a, a hard cut to Donna visiting Harold Smith, the neighbor from the, uh, the old lady from the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Tyler describes him, he's very Martin Short-esque. Yeah. I swear he's related to him. He very creepily says, too, she, that she's not wearing the same sweater as the day before. Yeah, that's not how Implying you Implying that I was watching you. Yeah, that's I how was you home start the, the whole time. Yeah. I saw you. It's like, it's like saying, you smell different when you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could have seen like the face. Oh, my God. Tyler did not like that. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us about Harold Smith's house, Tyler. It's got a lot of orchids because they don't need a lot of light. Right. And he does not go outside because he can't. Mm-hmm. He's a shut-in. He's a shut-in. Mm-hmm. A shut-in. Yeah, Donna remarks that he doesn't seem like a shut-in. And he's he's the type to make it awkward and like cut to the point. He's like, So you're politely asking what's wrong with me? Yeah. 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 It's also very warm in there. Very warm. How warm? Uh, warm enough that any good host with a house this warm would invite you to wash your hands as soon as you come in. That's right. Please come in. Wash would you like hands. to wash your hands? <laughs> I would have yeah. left. I would have gone right back out the door. Yeah. It's like, do I yeah. need to wash my hands? It's like, I'm leaving. It's like, you know what? Thanks. Got everything I need from here. Yeah. Bye. No, we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are done. She asks him why he sent her the letter. And first, in my head, I was thinking, well, he didn't send her a letter. He called her at the Hayward house. But I guess he was the guy that sent her the, the message. The note at the, uh, at the to R&R. Say, Look into Mills on Wheels. Yes. But, uh, again, wh- who knows where somebody's going to be enough he so that they certainly wouldn't. can leave a note for somebody to find if and when they go there? And how did he get it there? Or did he just send one to everybody around There was town? no postage on that um, envelope. Yeah. You gotta have a forever stamp on there for it to make it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's gonna be postage due. You're gonna have to go to the PO What pick I it think up. happened was that I'm assuming someone. Well, we made the thought, I guess, that we didn't know who picked up Laura's <laughs> Meals on Wheels route. Mm-hmm. That it was just not being. But let's assume someone yeah, was doing people it. People were just going right. Hungry. A lot but of let's assume, for a week. Well, let's assume yeah. someone was, and he slipped the note back to go to the diner. That's the only theory I can think of that would make sense is that, hey, here, Meals on Wheels, this, this needs to go to Donna. And maybe it'll work. Maybe yeah. it'll work itself out. What if she just <laughs> decided she didn't need to go to the diner for right. two, three weeks? Or a month. Or a month. Or ever again. Yeah. Then we probably would have had more. What if she had some bad filler blood episodes with, with, with Heidi? Damn songs. With who? What if she had some bad blood with Heidi? Oh, Heidi? Impossible. It's like, I don't want to run into her. I can't go to the double R anymore. perfection. <laughs> yep, it's true. <laughs> can't uh, wait to see her again. Hopefully. Okay, so there, there's way more to Donna's interaction with Harold, who talks about Laura and describes her as liking 
to have him in her life as a sort of mystery. Because Laura's filled with secrets, Dave. She's filled with secrets, but I, I felt like that was kind of the title he gave himself to. Yeah. Like, almost like that's how he wanted to seem in her life. Yeah. That's me. Like, I don't know why Donna doesn't leave sooner. Yeah, I don't know he, why. And I couldn't figure out when he left to go get the the plant for her mm-hmm. or the flower or whatever, the orchid. Sorry, excuse me. Yes. Uh, it's a hybrid. She sees the envelope or piece of paper sticking out mm-hmm. and just goes after out it. Out of a he, bookcase. Yeah, and yeah. he sees it. And, and they don't. Yeah, can't she get really it, struggled. and then they don't. It doesn't come up again, really, and they don't bring. It. He doesn't address it, and she doesn't either. Yeah. Hey, I didn't see anything. You. If didn't he see addresses anything. it, that means it's something. Right. Yeah. And would make her more curious. Yeah, I guess so. But he also doesn't have social skills, so how would he, he need to be that? Ah, okay. He offered to hey, wash her hands. Why don't you come into my house? You're not wearing the same thing you were yesterday. Would you like to wash your hands? <laughs> yeah, red yeah. flags. <laughs> red flags yeah. everywhere. Red flags going up all over the place. Will in you this share house. this best friend's necklace with me? That's one of those moments. It breaks in half real easy. Yeah, like yeah she tries to get this. Uh, she tries to get this thing, and it just doesn't come out. He comes back out with a hybrid orchid, mm-hmm. the lady slipper. <laughs> Apparently, Lara described Donna as very lovely because he says you're every bit as lovely as she said. That's Still weird. Down. So she just kind of takes the plant and leaves. He wants her to leave the orchid at Lars grave for him mm-hmm. since he can't go for himself. Yeah. Okay, now we've got Cooper with a blackboard with all everybody's connections and perceptions of Bob. And the letters from the fingernails. R- the R- B- T. Why are they arranged in that way? So that it could say robot, because I wanted it to say <laughs> robot. Because... T was the first one, mm-hmm. then R, then B. That's mm-hmm. how I would have written them. Yep. In the order of finding. Yeah. You, w- you would think. Are there... Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't compute. Never mind. <laughs> Does not <laughs> compute. I'm so a ro- it is robot. I'm a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it is robot. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. Uh, I, love yep. that that, I love that that comes up later. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually comes up with the robot. Yep. It's true. Yes, they're, um, they're discussing... All the ways that everybody has seen them and that there must be some sort of spiritual link to why everybody has seen Bob the way that they have. And who was it? It was Cooper, Sarah, Sarah, Maddie, 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 and Runnett. Yep. But Runnett had seen him in person. In person. Yes. And when did Maddie see him? Oh, in In the the, the the last episode. Yep. Yep. Very, very terrible scene. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very terrible. Yeah. So the, the cocaine that was in James's gas tank matched the cocaine that they found in Jacques Renault's vehicle. I tried to tell you, James. <laughs> James, shut your mouth. <laughs> I love that he just shuts him yeah, down. Yeah, shuts him down right away. He's like, the cocaine in your gas tank was planted. Like, I tried to tell you, shut up. <laughs> I don't want to see you down here again, but if you need to talk, come find me. James, well, what if you're at the station? James, I swear my sword hand is raging for you right now. Jeez. Um, back to the fingernails too quick. The letter that was found in Renat's was uh, from Flesh World. Yes. Yes, it was. From the magazine. We get a lot of other information here uh, from Albert saying that nobody has a trace of Bob anywhere in like anyone's database, like NASA. And yeah, from NASA to yeah, to everywhere. Bob doesn't exist except that four people in, in Twin Peaks. In Twin Peaks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, also knows that Cooper has been shot with a Walter PPK. Oh, but here, this is where James Bond ties in. James Bond's gun. Yeah. See? Bond I am, I am invincible. <laughs> <laughs> Coop and Albert have sort of a charged moment. Yeah, very charged. As so charged that the Twin Peaks theme kicks in mm-hmm. uh, to serenade this moment. So Albert, what even kicks off this moment? How does this happen? Like, how do they get in each other's face? So uh, Albert's on his way out, and uh, Harry asks if there's anything they need to be working on. He's like, yeah, you can work on uh, learning how to walk without dragging your knuckles. <laughs> so yes. Harry catches him by the collar. He's like, Albert, I felt bad about the last time I hit you. Speaking of knuckles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But next time it will be a pleasure. To which Albert responds by grabbing Harry's collar, pulling him in at kissing distance. <laughs> then he puts on his sunglasses and walks out. Yep, leaves. I was positive they were going to kiss. And then Dale, Dale Cooper pops into frame and says, Albert's path is a strange and difficult one. <laughs> Can't wait to for when the... we get <laughs> to when we get an amazing scene. It cuts to the lobby of the sheriff's station, and we just see Hawk and James, James standing arbitrarily. Having a weird moment. Very awkward. They're standing there, and then Albert, Albert walks passes, by him and leaves. leaves the sheriff's station. Well, he hits James. He, like, yeah. runs into him. Yeah. Yeah. And like, Hawk, like, just pats him. Pats yeah. James on the shoulder. Like, attaboy. What? And they're just, like, bobbing their heads. Like, way to take a bump. So uh, Cooper releases James and uh, basically tells him if he needs help, ask him. Like, stop playing detective. Like, come to me if you have anything. <laughs> then we get uh, <laughs> a scene with Lucy. She's trying to put together... A list of words. She's counting the words that she's found that have the letters T, R, and B in them. Keeps like she's at seventy-seven or seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. By the time uh, Huck gets over to her, it's like, "Hey, Lucy, let me try that." <laughs> I used to be pretty good at this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> then Dick Tremaine enters. Yes, we are introduced to the character Dick Tremaine out of straight, nowhere, uh, straight out of the fifties when working in retail was. <laughs> High class. Yep. Pretty bougie. Uh, he's described uh, here on the uh, Twin Peaks fandom page as foppish. Yep. I like that. Which is a word I had to look up, and it basically means a dandy or somebody who puts too much emphasis on appearance and clothing, which is painfully evident because this guy's wearing a cravat, a suit, an overcoat, and a scarf. He sucks. <laughs> I've heard that the general rule of fashion is before you leave the house, take off one thing that you use as an accessory. Probably took off his underwear. <laughs> Not going to need yeah. these later. There was definitely a tap, a top hat or a fedora in play before he left the house. Everything probably, else stayed. It's probably driving gloves. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon. <laughs> it is <And> now. <laughs> But uh, he, he's looking for Lucy because he's going to take her to lunch. And Hawk does not approve of this. No. He's like, prohibited. As one of the, <laughs> the, oh, yeah. the BTR words. And uh, so Dick keeps talking to Lucy. And he's like, I forget what all he says to her. He says a lot of stuff. He just There's a lot of words. It's hard rambles. to understand. Yeah, he rambles. Yeah, because he, he's talking so... <laughs> so so prim that, and proper. That's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> Doing his best Cadbury. Mm-hmm. For that, sure. Then Lucy goes, let's go to lunch. And Hawk gives back the list. He goes, robot. 
And he's, I, I think that was a kind of a offhanded. Yeah, it was slight a slight at Dick, at Dick's expense. Mm-hmm. As as Coop and Treeman, Coop and Treeman, Coop and Treeman are leaving. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Leland shows up again. Tremaine, Truman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was it? Tremond. 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 Tremaine and Truman. The three T's. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but Leland stops Cooper and Truman in the hallway and says that he knows Bob as he holds the picture of Bob up to just under eye level. Like almost covering his face, but just like yeah. peeking over it. It's like, I know him. Have you like, seen this man? Like, well, Why, yes, you? I have. <laughs> it's like, well, how do you know him? And he just tells the story again how his grandfather had a house in Pearl, Pearl Lake. Lakes. Pearl Lakes. Pearl Lakes. And their neighbor was this man, and uh, that he used to light matches. And, or it says his name was Robertson. Yeah, they asked his to last name, was name, and he had to think about it. And he I thought his name Robert was like Robert. Robertson. He does say oh, Robertson. Robert Robertson. Yes, Robert is that, Robinson. Is that? I mean, Bob Bob. <laughs> is that what Bob, he said? Bob, Bob, no, he just said. He just says Robertson because he, he thinks about it. Mm-hmm. He was Robertson, it's like Ro- last Robertson. Name. But nobody would be called Bob. If your last name is Robertson. No. Unless you were Robert Robertson. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Bob Bobson. Then he, uh, as they're walking away, they're like, like, yeah, let's go check that out. Let's check out the, the property and. Vacant lot with, the, yeah, with the, the white, white cabin. Yeah. yeah. Next to it. Until Hawk to go and check he used it out. to, he used to light matches and throw them at him and mm-hmm. say. He's like, hold on guys. One more thing. Yeah. He used to flick matches at me. He'd say, want to play with fire, little boy? Then lights a match and perfectly launches it into an ashtray. Yeah. Like, perfect shot. We'll be trying that when I get home. Where have we heard that quote? Uh, that was James said that Laura said that yep. when she left him that night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Said, you want to play with, would you like to play with Bob? Yeah. Yep. So, so that adds up. Yep. Yeah, yeah that, that tracks. tracks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. So they send Hawk to go up there to mm-hmm. check it out. He says, uh, find out who used to live in that house. Hawk says, I'll see what I can do. Like, I, I just want you to find out who lived in that house. Yeah, okay, Hawk. Uh, that, that's Take it you, easy. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Dick Tremaine, being a man of class, of course, takes Lucy to dinner at the Double R Diner. Classiest Lunch. place in mm-hmm. Twin Peaks. When he's talking about how to categorize a raincoat, would it be under R for raincoat or... W for weather, waterproof. I, I don't know, but my experience with the garment makes me lean towards the former. <laughs> Mashed potatoes. This guy sucks. <laughs> he, sucks. <laughs> he sucks. She's like, you never called me. He does you suck. You didn't call. Yeah, he didn't call Lucy back. Yeah. So, so it'd been this six was weeks. Six, six weeks. weeks prior. Six weeks. So we, I immediately was doing the math. It's like, okay. How yeah. long did she, was she stepping out on Andy? Or was well, that she, not an official... As of six weeks ago, she'd had two bottles of champagne at the Horn Department store mm-hmm. and ended up in the bed display. Yep. Yes. Being daring. Yep. Yes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the timeline yeah. with Andy? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a week, right, since we decided they were together as far as Twin Peaks time goes? Yeah. And Dick Tremaine is very busy. He lost her number, and he doesn't even have enough time to feed his cat. He barely has time to feed his cat. That cat's dead. That poor cat. <laughs> that poor cat. I'm picturing him rushing in the door, peeling back a fancy feast, yeah. slinging it across <laughs> the floor. Off a piece of that fancy yeah. feast. Yeah. 
Nailed Lucy, it. but Lucy says she doesn't Captain. want a dress. She needs, unless it's a maternity. A maternity dress. I like that. <laughs> Lucy stands up and announces that she had a full bottle of champagne before they slept together in the horn department store on yeah. the bed display. Yep. Everyone kind of stops and turns and looks. Yep. It's like, oh, good information. Thanks, huh. Lucy. Huh. Well, that was her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw you, I man. That. It's something straight out of Flesh World, man. <laughs> Dick Tremaine definitely wrote in to Flesh World. So Lucy tells Dick she's pregnant. Pregnant, eh? <laughs> Ooh, he's going to have a hard time enjoying his mashed potatoes after that reveal. Amen. Yeah, he doesn't like that, I don't think. No. Uh, no. No. He's a, he's a scumbag. Yeah. He's a he's a man about town. Yeah. Doesn't have time for the burdens of fatherhood. Or cats. He doesn't even have time for his cats, yeah. as is. Yeah. So we go to James and Maddie at the Double R Diner, and... They're just kind of talking about how Donna seems different, how she had came, she'd come to see James in prison, and he mentions that she seemed like she wanted to do it with him through the bars. Quote. Direct. He says he wishes he could just get on the back and just go. Yeah. It's like, do it, please. Please do it. (laughs) Do us all a favor and go. Don't just stand here and talk about it. Do something for once in your life, James. Man up! No, he won't. <laughs> he'll he'll stick around because he's gonna be there for Maddie now. I know. She kind of holds his hand and says he'll get through it. And Donna walks in and sees this. Mm-hmm. He's like, Donna, where you been? You're late. I feel like nothing's going on. Yeah, like it was a little jokey. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know. Like I I genuinely believe in that moment. He didn't feel like that was a big deal. No, he when didn't. She, came in. she was trying to console him. Well, he didn't mm-hmm. try to hide it either. No, he didn't. No, because like, if you try to hide it, it's he's like, "Where yeah. have you been? Like we we've, we've been waiting for you. Yeah. You're late." She's like, "Well, I was with a young man from Meals on Wheels. Mm-hmm. Looks very intelligent, handsome. Taught me about orchids. Like, what have you ever taught me? Nothing. <laughs> Said yes. I could wash my hands. Yes. Exactly." <laughs> Yeah, basically said that he's all these things, and she doesn't know anybody else like him. What are, like, yeah, what are you trying to say? Why don't you hold hands and talk about it yourselves? Storms out, he's like, hmm. <laughs> Donna! Yeah. Donna! She's always walking off. Run back to Mike. I'm sure she Your would. Your boyfriend. <laughs> uh, I hope he comes back. Where is Mike? In, in this little arc. Where is Mike? Yeah. But uh, next is not a very cool scene. Uh, Audrey is being tied up and restrained at One-Eyed Jacks by Blackie and Battis. Sleazeball Battis. Sleazeball Battis. Uh, he's holding a huge video camera and making a video of her being tied down. Yes. Yep. Blackie gives her, I guess, some heroin. heroin. Yeah. yeah. Like, injects her, and she's tied and gagged and being forced this heroin injection. Mm-hmm. Rather than make a video of her, and I guess they're going to blackmail... Uh, or hold her for ransom so that Ben Horn will pay up for her release. Yeah. But I feel like Hank is just going to kill both of them. I also feel like Ben Horn would know how to find anybody involved with this scheme. He owns the establishment where this is happening. Mm -hmm. He signs their checks, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. Well, I thought it was all under the table. 
what's sure. what's your plan here? Mattis is second guessing everything too. Yeah. At this mm-hmm. point, he should have been so killed. Because then to the last <laughs> episode, he was standing right behind her, like. Yeah. Now he's now he's maybe not a hundred percent on board. No, he's not. He's a sleaze ball. Yeah. yeah. But Blackie assures him that this is definitely the thing to do. This is smart. Yeah. It's the and only uh, option. Now, Philip Gerard is able to show Truman his shoe selection. He's been yes. waiting patiently. Is that shoe rack and all of those shoes? Are those in that one suitcase? I have to imagine. I have to ma- He brings his own display everywhere he goes. He has to. Yeah. He's a shoe salesman. Because they don't just have that at the station. No. It must fold. But in that one suitcase? Yeah, it must fold and collapse. And, and they're mostly chunky boots. Big old boots. But but it's only one of each. I don't buy it. Gerard picks up one of the shoe samples and sees the picture of Bob and reacts kind of suddenly, like like he's in shock by it. But yeah, he would have seen it when he put the shoe down in the first place. Yeah. Like, why is it just now he's seeing it? And just like, <gasps> yeah. yeah, plot hole. He didn't react that way when he said it kind of looks like somebody, doesn't he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just now he's and he he kind of. Acts like he's short of breath and asks here mm-hmm. if there's a bathroom because he needs his medication. So he kind so of excuses himself after that. I remember him seeing it in the first season and having no reaction. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. I don't. I just. I don't get it. <laughs> was he on his? He was on his medication. So yep. His. So he's got some mental illness that when he's on it, he doesn't. Remember, we could him. go with that. Sure. Yeah, we can. We can try that. Yeah. He excuses himself to take his medicine. They finally decide to question Shelley at the station. So she's in there, and they're. Uh, she's saying that she's not going to testify against Leo. It's like, well, you're not testifying. You're just making a statement. She's like, no, I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad about Leo. So. Yeah. Coop gives up. Yeah. He's like, well, see you later. Thanks, Shelley. Yeah. Maybe Leo will get better, and then everything will be just like it used to be. Yeah. Bye. And Shelly's just kind of like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And then he shuts the door. It's very face. funny. Right in her face. Yeah. yeah. He knows right away. Mm-hmm. And I, was like, I smell insurance I smell money. Insurance money, yep. <laughs> he's not fooled. He knows what's going on here. He, he's just not sure who's... Pulling the strings. Yeah, because Truman says, well, who's pulling the strings? I don't know that. I do. Baby. Boppin' Bobby Briggs. <laughs> Boppin' Bobby, Bobby Briggs. Bop, bop, blue up. <laughs> She's my baby Briggs. <laughs> She's my baby Briggs. Back to the bathroom where uh, Philip Gerard's trying to take his medicine. I guess he's giving himself an injection in the calf or trying to. Yeah. I don't understand the position. I guess he can't shoot it up in the, his arm. He's got one arm. <laughs> right. So I guess, but sure. The stomach yeah. would be fine. It's not or, insulin. I just don't understand why the calf would be better than... Or the calf would be fine and not the stomach. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't th- there's an easier way to go about this because he's like straddling the piping of the bathroom seat or the, of the toilet. Yeah. That's what it's called. The toilet. The, the bowl of the toilet. Yes. He's <laughs> just like straddling the piping <laughs> on the wall. Like falls and has <laughs> and a fit and flushes it. It's <laughs> like has a spasm. And then the door slowly opens and he starts creeping his way out of it. Yeah. I when I first saw it, I thought it was kind of it was like some shape shifting transformation, like into Bob mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Wait, but nope. 
I'm looking for you now, Bob. Yeah. No, he says, he says, I know you're near. I'm after you now. I'm after you now, yeah. Very strange. Mm-hmm. Did he get his medicine? Did he? I don't I think he got it in time. Because Cooper finds the needle on the floor later. I thought it was fully injected. I don't think so. It may not have been. No, I don't think so. I don't think he made it in time. Okay. Because otherwise he wouldn't have slipped into this state where he's... Right, I, di- I didn't know the function of the medicine, yeah. if it yeah. put him in the state or prevents it. Yeah, I, I think he needed the medicine to not go full Mike. That's why I'm going to go with he had some medicine before their visit at the... Uh, after after a shower? Yeah. But then he had to wait until this episode to... Yeah. Like, from the time he walked in, he's waited a full episode to even see anybody. That's true. Forgot he needed it. Yeah. He got in sales mode. Lost mm-hmm. track of time. Yep. Gotta make sale. Gotta make sale. True. Sell some new pairs of shoes. I bet Never know he, who might need them. I bet if he and Dick Tremaine got together, they could sell entire outfits like <laughs> hotcakes. So, <laughs> elevator opens at the Great Northern, and there's this guy with a giant tuba or a sousaphone and some cheerleaders and everything coming All out of it. All getting off the elevator. All getting off the elevator. So, Cooper follows them out. He goes to confront Ben Horn, who's on the phone with somebody. And I, I guess it's Jerry. He yeah, says, he's talking to Jerry. says, yeah. fix this, Jerry. Okay. And hangs up. And Cooper's like, uh, hey, have you heard from your daughter? And he's like, not since I talked to you. He's like, well, she called me. Ben's, after that, it's like, what's up with you and my daughter? Yeah. Yeah. He's very aware like, of uh, who his daughter give is. Give him some advice. Like, is there something beyond professional interest here? He's like, we have an acquaintance. So yeah, Ben drops a lot of metaphors about uh, duck hunting and keeping buckshot out of his tail feathers insinuating he needs to stay away from Audrey to Cooper. The Asian man with the newspaper very incovertly folds it up, puts it away, and starts to follow after they have their little chat. Mm -hmm. Following a little too closely, too. Yeah, Yeah, really quickly and closely. Like, not subtle. But he stops and looks looks behind him to make sure nobody's following him. Right. Which Coop should have done. Right. Yeah, he, he follows Ben, right? Not Cooper. Or is it Ben? I think he follows Ben and not Cooper. I don't. I don't remember. I, don't I mean, the, I don't remember it vividly enough. I I trust your judgment and everything you say. <laughs> don't. So Audrey starts to come to as a a Frenchman pulls a lacy black veil across her face, like I guess his equivalent of smelling salts. Yeah, for children. <laughs> You're awake. Candy is dandy, no? <laughs> Baby. He gets her to suck on this English caramel. He's like, sugar is what you need. Candy is dandy, baby. Yeah. No. Like, this he, is a Renault. He's bad news. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a Renault. As soon as he said baby, you, I knew. Yeah. He gives her the candy, and I think that's kind of where he leaves her. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. I inject her again? Yeah, he, he injects her again, and yeah. then just kind of leaves her in bed. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in... Still at One-Eyed Jacks, uh, they were watching the the tape of Cooper during the Bookhouse Boys mission, and <laughs> Bata starts freaking out. He's like, "That guy's FBI! I saw him at the town meeting." Yeah, where we last saw the mayor. Yeah, Mayor Milford, the guy that had just reinjected Audrey, comes into the room too. The woman with him is Blackie's own sister. No, so they're they're talking about uh, the ploy to get Ben Horn to pay up to free Audrey. He's like. 
Daddy pays me. He doesn't know who took his baby. Anything to say the word baby. Yeah. Daddy doesn't know who took baby. What he's proposing here, I think, is that he'll act like he's the kidnapper, maybe, and get Ben Horn to pay him, and then he'll take a cut and give it to Blackie and Badass for the release of Audrey. Yeah. Like he's right. just weaseling in his way into this scheme. I don't know who he was to them before all of this. Right, yeah. Except that he knows Blackie's sister. Yeah. But and he just shows the brother up. of Jacques and Bernard. Yeah, because he wants to get to Cooper for the murder of Bernard because he thinks Cooper killed him. I you guess. mean Jacques? Or do you mean Bernard? I think I mean Bernard because he says, I had a brother. Mm-hmm. His name was Bernard. Mm. And he may not be up to speed on Jacques yet. I don't know. I think so. He's mentioned Jacques, too. He says my brother Jacques. He definitely says my brother Jacques. But he's, he doesn't know that he's dead. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the timeline <laughs> yeah, here. I don't, I, don't, I don't know at what time he has shown up here or where he's come from. I think maybe he showed up because of Bernard, but isn't aware of Jacques yet. Because he still thinks Cooper is to blame for Bernard being yeah. killed, which we know was Ben Horn and Leo. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, it came... It, Seemed to me that he wanted to get re- he knew about Jacques dying and wanted to get revenge for it, and knew Cooper was behind it. But Cooper wasn't behind Jacques' murder. I mean, it led he, to it. He's ill-informed, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, it led to it. You know, being at One Eye Jacks and the setup and him getting arrested led to him getting killed in the hospital. Yeah, the logic's still wrong because, like, my, right. bro- my brother got arrested for doing a lot of really illegal things, and that got him killed. Yeah. So obviously the arresting officer is to blame. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The so yeah he he posits that this has become the new sawmill. Yeah. <laughs> this story. Is, this is the new sawmill yeah. for sure. God. So he proposes uh, that that whole middleman scenario and then basically says, uh, "Well, we're gonna kill Audrey anyway." Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Apparently Josie's on her way back. So do you guys remember Josie? No. Harry had apparently gotten a call from her saying that she was gonna be coming back. And uh, so Cooper is very interested in getting his hands on her, but Harry wants to get to talk to her first. One-on-one. Yeah, Cooper's very trusting. He's like, talk to her, bring her in. It's like, don't let her go. Do what you need to do, but bring her in. Yeah. So Hawk has found the white house on the lake. Uh, He doesn't know who the owner is, but he has located it, says it's boarded up. And uh, then he says he's not going to get that information till the next morning. Yeah. Who yeah. Says it'll at, at least the be earliest. Morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's at a standstill. Yep. Uh, Harry's looking for Philip Gerard, which alarms Cooper right away. He's mm-hmm. like, "Why was he here?" Yeah. Well, what was he doing here? He's like, "Oh, he's going to sell me some shoes." He's like, he knows who Bob is. Yeah. <laughs> like, where is he? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. He went to the bathroom and never came back. So Cooper investigates the bathroom. They find the syringe on the floor, and that reminds him of one of the giant's clues saying, without chemicals, he points. So Cooper's next course of action is to find the one-armed man to find Bob. So without his medication... He'll point you to Bob? Yes. Okay. I'm so good (laughs) at riddles after you give me 90% of the clue. Good detective work. But uh, after that, we have Ed visiting Nadine in the hospital, and they're, like, chaining her down. Yeah, yeah. She like, had like they're expecting aware. her to turn into a werewolf. And they're yeah. aware of her strength. Mm-hmm. She had torn through some leather straps the night before. Like they were tissue paper. Doc Hayward's like, maybe if there's a favorite song of hers, you could sing her. <laughs> to, 
to wake her up. Yeah. Any song. So he proceeds to sing on top of old Smokey. <laughs> yep, as you would. Yeah. He has the voice of an angel. He does. <laughs> he does, Tyler. Come on. Okay, yeah. Come on. It's better than James singing <laughs> voice. It's just you. <laughs> that was eerie because he does know how to sing two voices at once. It's <laughs> true. He does. It's twin the peaks. <laughs> two. Voices. Stop it. Two visions. <laughs> two visions. But uh, Big Ed takes Nadine's hand and starts singing her on top of Old Smokey. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nadine actually does start to come around. I I think she almost tears his hand off yeah. with her grip strength. I was hoping she was just going to like bend his wrist back and break it. I was expecting her to just tear his whole arm off. Yeah, just. Yeah. <laughs> so then we'd have somebody with their right arm torn off and somebody with their left arm torn off. Twins. I would love that. I would love that. I would have loved that. But that's not what happens. She just squeezes it really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, he manages to pull free, or she lets go one or the other, and then just blasts out of her chain restraints with yeah. her monster strength and starts clapping and doing this like cheerleader chant and is like, oh, hey, Ed, are you here to pick me up? Yeah. It's like, pick you up? It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to cheerleader tryouts. <laughs> Dr. Hayward said, tensilitis or no tensilitis, <laughs> I can go to cheerleading tryouts or something like that. Yeah. It's like they say, you're only 18 once. And he is con fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> she has a He's, million tooth smile. Yes. Mm-hmm. She is very confused. She thinks she's 18. Yeah. <laughs> I, but she doesn't question... That he's older. That she has one eye. Mm-hmm. That she has one eye and that he's, he's older. Older. She's in a hospital. Her perception is off and not just her depth perception. Jacoby. Yep. Oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> Jacoby has had his hospital room customized. Yeah. To once again be very Hawaiian themed. We meet fire his hazard. wife. Yeah. Yolani. I don't. Okay. Keep going. So this is my wife, Yolani. She she watches our house. In she watches their house in Hawaii. But uh, she's here now, I guess, to look after him since he's been critically injured. How do you also, how do you just live away from your wife? How do you have two homes and somebody lives in Twin Peaks, somebody lives in Hawaii? Retire. Go to Hawaii. Yeah. Or practice your, practice there. Practice your magic there. Yeah. Practice your cream corn golf ball magic. Yes. He has had his room set up this way, and she's there to help him get hypnotized to remember the events of the night he was attacked. Uh, Cooper and Truman are compliant. They're down for it. Truman yeah. agrees to hold this stone at a, such a height to aid with the hypnotism. Yep. Uh, Cooper goes into this mantra about a golf course and a sweeping green and uh, gets Jacoby into a susceptible state. Yep. He, yes. Yeah. He does. Starts recapping the night's events. Yep. Yeah. Were they in the same room? What do you mean? Oh, Jacques and... No, uh, yeah, Jacques and Jacoby. I guess it was a... I didn't think so. It didn't look like it. Yeah, it definitely didn't. Was he behind but like a... Right, like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that's what I seen. meant, yeah. Yeah, but he saw... How could you have seen from that angle? He witnessed the murder, though. The angle that they... Sh- well, obviously, the angle that they show is what we saw in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's not That's not explained. It, it does posit that they shared a room. Yes, the way that, the way it that, does. The way they approach these questions. Yeah. 
So he yeah, starts remembering it, everything. I'm getting tied. The sounds of I'm getting smothered by the pillow. Yeah. And then, and then he says the same thing that Leland said when he saw the picture of Bob. He says, I know him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Same quote. Yeah, when he when he's recounting having seen Leland's face. Yeah. I know him. Yeah, I know him. And then the mm-hmm. scene cuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually, I really like the next scene. Uh, Donna has the orchid from Harold and is bringing it to Lara's grave. And after she puts it down, she just kind of starts to lay into her. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's I'm mad at her. mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're having to deal with your problems, not ours, not mine, yeah. yours. Everything's messed up. Just like, you've affected a lot of people, and it's a big problem, and it continues to be a problem. Yep. And there's another bit there, but I'm going to save it for my <laughs> my end quote. There you go. There's a good quote there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good scene. Um, one of the better Donna scenes. Agreed. And I think that's because James isn't in it. Yeah. Well, Donna's kind of changing at this point as a character. So James uh, is at the Palmer household with Maddie, where he says, I need to talk to someone. He says it kind of funny though. It's a, it's it's a very no. James way. James, yeah, it's a very James way the way he says it. I just had to talk to, to someone. I changed my mind. I can't find Donna, but I gotta talk. No, to this someone. is yeah, because his mom, <laughs> my mom came my, home. She was loaded. loaded. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Back to his, the story of his mother. Yeah, um, I hate her. But isn't he? But a lover. Isn't he living with Big Ed? I don't think he lives anywhere. I think he's a drifter. I think he lives at a. No, I think here's what I assume is that they ha- he has a house, and his mom just left. Right, and he's just still. So who's paying that mortgage? Big Ed. James doesn't have a job. <laughs> no, rides on his hog all day. <laughs> just, just feels the wind in his hair. Yep. Just wishes he could hop on his bike uh, and go. So then they share a tender kiss. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And when they part, we see who's walked into the house. Donna. Donna. <laughs> yep. Okay, so James on his way out. Yes. Smashes like a lamp and some plants off of a side table. Yeah. Yes. Just Le- as Leland shows up. Yeah, Leland immediately turns the corner and witnesses this. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, this is the Palmer household. Like, like right. yeah, that's not your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Why did you do that? It's and freaking youths. Like, Leland kills people with pillows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't do this Don't in his house. Don't think he won't do house. the same thing to you. Yeah, for real. And he just, is, I guess it's a lot to process at once because Leland's just kind of like, what? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's just in there. He's just like, hang on. Just but it cuts as soon as you, even you, like, you almost, I mean, you obviously you see him, but it happens so quick and the mm-hmm. cut is so quick that you could easily not see that he showed up. Yeah. Because yeah. he walks out, Leland pops into frame and it cuts. It's just enough time yeah. outside. <laughs> just enough time for him to go, huh? And this is where we realize, <laughs> this is where we realize what Donna drives. Donna which drives. Which I assume is her mom's van. <laughs> For the all the Harriet household, <laughs> for that whole, for that whole the Hayward household, yeah, the uh, the freaking Astro van, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> so she Your drives dad's away. A doctor, is it like half wood panel? Yeah, she Something. speeds away. James runs out into the street and screams. Why? And that's the scene. <laughs> As the Astro van speeds away into the distance, a legend and a mystery. Immediately back into the house. Where Maddie's upset because she thinks everyone thinks she's Laura. Mm-hmm. But she's not Laura. That's, no. But she loved Laura. And she looks like but Laura. But I was pretty sure they did. They weren't that close. Correct. Yeah. 
So I don't know why she's still. So she's still, one of those people that. So like, I don't know why she's still. I love she you because you're family. Yeah, she was family. That's, but I don't know why like, she was. Why bull. is she still in Twin Peaks? And where are her parents? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why is she still around? Her parents didn't come to the funeral. Yeah, they. Mm. <laughs> Maddie doesn't make sense as far as her role in this whole thing. Yep. But she is here. Yep. She did love Laura because she was her cousin, and she's upset that she died. And I get that. Now she's upset because everyone thinks she's Laura. Yeah, everybody. I guess she feels compared to Laura. By everyone, I by mean everybody else. James. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the prime example. Yeah. yeah. So Leland just comforts her in this mm-hmm. moment. What does he say to her? You just yeah. want life to be the way it was before. Mm-hmm. And so, so does I. he. Yeah. Right. So does he. Um, uh, yeah. At this point, we cut to. Sheriff Truman and Cooper, who are suddenly in the house. Yes. Because the door was left open from the madness that we just witnessed. Well, James doesn't shut doors. Yeah. No. That's a trait. Whether he enters or leaves, that door's open. That's yeah. the way it's going to stay. Yeah. And they uh, announce, Sheriff Truman announces. It's weird because Sheriff Truman almost looks, he looks at Cooper as if he wants him to make the announcement for some reason. Or like, I, yeah, or say kind of like, well, I can't I'm, do this. this yeah, can't I'm sure be it's right. uncomfortable. Right. He's yeah. so, he's such a, like the same thing with Josie. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, she can't be involved or right. anything like that. Yeah. I think it's just one of those things where yeah. this, are you sure about this? Yeah. But Jacoby has eyewitness named Leland as the murderer of Jacques Renault. Yep. So while being hypnotized. Yeah. Correct. So yeah, Truman very hesitantly. Obviously we know he did it. Right. But yes, I yeah, can we, see we the, saw the I shot. don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right. Um, I feel like in Five episodes, they're going to show the flashback of it, and it's going to be somebody different. Like, <laughs> we gotcha. And it cuts to Leland, who actually just got his finger caught in a mousetrap. And she's like, ah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, like, so. We Tarantino'd you. <laughs> we got you. So Harry, yeah, he makes the arrest. Uh, he's, he announces he's arresting him for the murder of Jacques Renault. Yep. And Where uh, he just stares at him very, I don't know, it almost looks like he's fuming a little, a little a, bit. A little surprised. Yeah. But also upset that yeah, that he's been. I caught. was so careful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I did everything right. I wore, I wore gloves. <laughs> I taped his wrist. I wore yeah. a dark jacket. So Maddie's shocked. Yeah, Leland seems shocked. Yeah, but it is what it is. That's all we know of it. Now we go back to Harold Smith's, where Donna showed up, knocking on the door seven times again. Because mm-hmm. she didn't know where else to go. Yeah, she had nowhere else to go. She couldn't go home. She couldn't talk to her father, who's probably making. Couldn't talk to fucking Gersten. Organic lasagna. <laughs> couldn't find Harriet anywhere. Harriet's writing poems. Harriet's busy. Can't go to her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yep. Mike. I wish she went to Mike. Yeah, that would have been great. That would have been a nice plot twist. Mike. That would have made a lot more sense. Oh, now you want me, Donna? To this guy who just wants her to wash her hands. Well, there was that former horticulturist that asked me to wash my hands when I came in. (laughs) He's probably my go-to now. He's my rock in this this trying time. When she got there, would you like to wash your hands? Just like something he says every time. (laughs) Right. He also puts a, because it's raining, right? Mm -hmm. Is it? Suddenly? I mean. That was just cold. Maybe. But this doesn't make any sense because... He Maybe wraps the blanket around her. Mm-hmm. It's a blanket, right? Yeah. And but isn't his, it supposed to be his super house warm is super warm? Yeah. Yeah. I'm confused. Like first, you need to stop. Yeah. Calm yourself. Yep. Here's a blanket. Get extra warm. Yeah. I'll get you a drink, because you're gonna be super hot now. Yeah. And as he's doing that, she she just yeah unloads about her problem. Talks about James. Tired yeah. of being patient with him. Thinking he's confused about Maddie, Laura. 
Mm-hmm. I um, think something's going on with the two of them. Yeah. So does he go? He goes to get her something to drink, mm-hmm. and she starts snooping around immediately again, yep. where she notices the diary of Laura. Palmer. Well, I thought she saw that knife, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I thought, but I thought she was going to do something with it, right? Yeah, which she might at the beginning of the next. Well, episode. It, it's like because her hand kind of goes over it. Yeah, like. I could use this. Like she's trying to make it levitate or something. And then opens this journal, and if there was any question about what it was, it says, this is the diary of Laura Palmer. Yes. Yes. Which, which diary? (laughs) Yeah. Like. Laura Palmer's. Is this his (laughs) diary of Laura Palmer? or it's Laura's. It it looks like very feminine handwriting. Yeah. I yeah. guess we're going to have to stay tuned to find out. I guess so. I guess we're going to have to wait till the next episode to find out what that means for us. That's what we always have to do. Man, loaded episode. Yeah, a lot. Uh, I've, I've been waiting to get to the reveal of Super Nadine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and just all this stuff. I, uh, I'm i ready for the next couple of episodes. Yeah, episode 10 was jam-packed, especially because you're introduced to so many new characters. Mm-hmm. So I want to start off by asking you that question because it's just like you got introduced to three new people that seem like they're going to be... At least around prominent characters yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, without further ado, it's time to get into our damn fine line of the night. All right, we're going to start with Dave tonight for the damn fine line of the night. What is it, Dave? You alluded to it earlier. I did. I'm going to go back to the cemetery when Donna visits Laura. Says to her grave as she's talking to Laura. As much as I love you, Laura. Most of the time, we were trying to solve your problems. And you know what? We still are. Not mine or James or Maddie's, yours. You're dead, Laura, but your problems keep hanging around. It's almost like they didn't bury you deep enough. And that's that's my favorite Donna moment in the series. Well, she's twin peaked. (laughs) She has twin peaked for me. Twin peaked. Put it on the chart. That is fantastic dialogue. It is. Tyler, what's your damn fine line of the night? Mine is simple. It is a James quote saying, Donna! Why? (laughs) (laughs) It's a great one. It is a good one. Yeah. It's the most I've liked James. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only emotion he's ever shown. (laughs) Uh, I really like when Albert says... He's talking about how Coop got shot. He talks about the James Bond gun, mm-hmm. but the way he says it. Oh, by the way, you were shot with a Walther PPK. It's James Bond's gun. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> like he, he dropped a fun like fact. Know on that. It. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you know that? It's James um, Bond's gun. I just like that. Did you know that a lot? <laughs> Being a fan of James Bond and of this show, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Damn fine line. Damn fine line of the night, everybody. Hot damn, that line was fun. <laughs> damn fine. All right, uh, it's time for everyone's favorite segment on Talking Backwards. It's Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. I can't. I just can't. James! Dave, explain the rules of Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads is a segment where we look at the episode and rank it out of five James Hurley foreheads. The maximum number of foreheads is five. However many foreheads we give it is our rank. Tyler, this is the episode titled The Man Behind Glass. How many foreheads do you give it? I'll do three and a half foreheads. Yes! Three and a half. Perfect. 
Great, Dave. Five foreheads. I love this episode. Nice. I love it. I love it. All right. All right. I am going to say that this episode deserves a solid four out of five foreheads from me. Strong. Strong. That was Talking Foreheads. Talking Foreheads. And that has been another episode. That's another episode of Talking Backwards. If we missed anything or if there's anything we need to get into, let us know at either talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. Send us a message on our Instagram. That's at talkingbackwardspod as well. Patrick. You can also hit us up on Twitter at talkingbackward. Tyler. Anchor at dot FM slash talkingbackwards. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Boom. And a black. Yep. Leave us a boy. message boy. there. Boy.